Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marcia, and um, we're going to have a great show today talking about many different uh, subjects that um, have been, you know, discussed with me over, you know, phone conversations and so, and on the show a little, so uh, we are going to talk about depression and anxiety and things like that, And but before we begin, I wanted to um, send my prayers and our prayers from the broadcast uh, for the people of Ukraine. Um, it's just very sad, and I'm just hoping there's not many more deaths because or tragedy, but I hope this ends soon, and uh, so our hearts and prayers are with you. And uh, okay, then I have uh, the show that we're having today is life after COVID, and um, we're not doctors on the show; we're just people like everybody listening. And so these are the comments that we feel. But uh, I was notified, which was kind of strange, but in a good way, I think, that Facebook sent me a link. And so there is a link on the show page of where people can go if they're coping with depression or feeling suicidal. And um, so I think that's pretty good. Uh, you know, so I think Facebook has made changes, and this must be one of them because they must have picked up the word COVID that I had on, you know, when I was advertising. So, and if you have any questions, you can probably find them out on, you know, um, Facebook because I went into the site and I, I, you know, I took a lot of information out. So, and there is a lot of help out there. So if someone is listening and they're feeling depressed, just go into Facebook and you will find their links. Or you can go into the show page, Michigan Avenue Media, and there's a link that um, Facebook suggested. So I, I have two authors on and um, that have been on the show many times before, Elizabeth Black and Kristen Lindsay Hager. So I will let each of them tell you a little bit about themselves and then we'll get into talking about um, COVID and how we're coming out of it and how we can um, change our lives. I, actually, our lives have changed for us over these last two years. So, Elizabeth, do you want to tell everybody who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Elizabeth Black. Uh, my real name is Trish Wilson, which I need to announce now because I'm in the process yeah, I know of switching <laughs> from... My uh, my pen name Elizabeth Black to my real name Trish Wilson. I'm the uh, I'm the media director for the Horrorzine, which is the thehorrorzine.com, and uh, I've been doing that for uh, several months now. And I've uh, written horror, dark fiction, romance, and erotica. And right now I'm concentrating more on the horror end of it than uh, than on the romance end. 
Okay, that's a that's good enough. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Well, yeah, you know what? And you are a really good horror writer. And uh, anybody that's listened to these shows that I've had with Elizabeth on with horror authors, they're some of the best shows ever. Yeah, you know, and they're great people. They're not what people that hear that they go, oh, horror. <laughs> they're just authors mm-hmm. who write horror but they're great people so and i'm sure we'll be having some more of those shows in the near future and uh, so yes you're the best one about that for horror okay so i'm glad you're sticking with me yeah (laughs) there you go okay Kristen. hey and i'm Kristen lindsey hager and i write young adult fiction and i also have a middle school series called the landry true color series and I like writing about humor, romance, happily ever afters, and dealing with self-esteem issues. Yes, and those are two opposite ends. <laughs> those are opposite yeah. ends. <laughs> and then there's That's me. True. I'm an author of many things. Not Well, actually, I shouldn't say you have never done horror because I have a horror screenplay that I wrote. Yeah. So, but uh, So we have, you know, differences, opinions of how we write, but we're all basically the same. And uh, this has been a hard two years. Um, I have mentioned this, you know, lately that when we first started having the pandemic, the guests on the first show, I said, I didn't even know if I was going to have a show. It was so traumatic and dark. And I thought, I don't know if I can do this. And then I did have that show that day, you know, when that just started. And then I've been continuing on to have it, you know, because we didn't know if we should have the shows, if we should talk about anything, or or that would even be a subject that people would be remembering. So I guess that we see where that went. (laughs) It's two years, and we're still talking about it because it's so much a part of our lives. And it has changed our lives. And a lot of people are different, you know, in one way or the other. And so... um, Let's just uh, open it up here. I'm going to open up the chat room. I don't know if anybody would like to call in, but if you do want to call in, you can call 714-242-5259. And um, so, Kristen, you said you put some things out there today and people were commenting. Yes, I got some messages on Facebook and some um, direct messages, DMs on Instagram about um, things that people were commenting how they got through the pandemic. And what were some of the things that they they said? Yeah, what what did they say? Well, there was a lot of people that turned to things like um, Netflix, um, Hulu. A lot of people in my direct messages shared some exact programs that they were watching. And there were a lot of people that turned to things like taking a hot bath. And uh, one person, Lena, mentioned a few things, art projects. But one thing she mentioned was doing rage walking on a treadmill. And I thought that was interesting because, yeah, at the beginning of the pandemic, wow. we were scared. But then there became a part where there was a little bit more anger, you know, around it. And um, a lot of people liked audiobooks. Um, there were. A few I think there is a lot of anger. Was, there is still a lot of anger. I think there's still anger because Elizabeth yeah. and I, we had talk, shows about that, and people were angry, I think, oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, they were angry, and you know, and it was nobody. It just came, you know. But there was anger, you know. So you you mentioned bubble bath, you know, taking a bath. It's funny because on the article of Facebook it says prioritize yourself, and they were saying that self care doesn't just mean bubble bath. <laughs> it, it's funny that you said that because that's what they're saying. It means prioritizing yourself and well being, like you know, be eating right, 
having physical activity and sleep. And a lot of people, as we know, were eating just anything and everything and a lot of alcohol consumption. And so I think that's another thing people have to deal with now after the COVID is over. It's not over, but, I mean, we're coming out of it. I shouldn't say it's because it's not over. It's still here. Well, even that TV show, The Reboot of Sex in the City, dealt with Miranda having started drinking and her drinking problem got out of control where her friends around her were aware she was drinking too much and she didn't see initially that she even had a problem and she said that started during the pandemic. Yeah. See, and I think that's one of the things that um, I find that I've heard a lot about. And, you know, people, as a writer, Elizabeth, I know it was hard for you too because we weren't, um, you can't go anywhere. You go to. You've gone to so many of the. You know. Um, well, the conventions. All yeah. The conferences yeah, and all. The virtual. The virtual so what are they saying now? What are your friends saying? Just don't work for me. Yeah, I don't like the virtual conventions as much because I I like that one on one because I can I go up to like I, one thing I like to do is to go up to the guests of honor and ask them if they want to do a po- a podcast and right. Most of the time they say yes. Um, yes. I can't do that on yeah. you know virtually. It just the connection just isn't there. Right. And you know when you when you face somebody and it's like there's a person in front of you and here yeah. it's just on the computer it's so anonymous. Yeah. And I mean people are just getting detached from each other. Well, that's the other thing, you know, and it's really important for people to, you know, I think human contact is really good. And this is what we'll all have to see. I think that's another thing. A lot of people, they're not getting dressed if they're home because they're working from home. They're not mm-hmm. um, They're not doing any, I mean, even during COVID at the beginning, you know, I was getting dressed, doing my hair just like I was going out, but I was going nowhere. But you sometimes feel better. You know, and a lot of people said they didn't even want to get up from the couch. And so I'm hoping that some of those people will, I'm, will get I'm help. One of those people. I'm, I'm one you, of those people. I have a really hard time with yeah. uh, the, the isolation. I like being by myself, but the isolation is just, uh, I mean, it's like, you, you know, like sometimes being by yourself when you, when you decide, though. When yeah. you decide, that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it affected you a lot? Yeah, it's it's getting better because you know, like I'd say, it, a lot of it was over over winter, you know, both yeah. you know both winters that we're having. That it's like I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to take a shower. I don't like the way yeah. the water feels. I don't yeah. want to wash my hair. Or I'll take a shower and not wash my hair. And yeah, because it's just I just I just want to sit on the couch and write, or I can't even read sometimes. But it's uh, just it, it's hard. So do you feel yourself coming out of it now? Really hard. Pardon? You feel yourself better now? I bet this is oh, you know yeah, much much better. Yeah, I'd say over the last year it's 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 been getting a lot better. That first year was really rough, you know, with uh especially you know, winter I always I mean I have I have seasonal affective disorder, so over the winter it I often get depressed and this winter wasn't too bad. So, I mean, I feel pretty good now, plus spring is coming, and I'm looking forward to that a lot. And so part of it is a combination of COVID, all the bad news, and the cold weather, because yeah. I live in Massachusetts, and it gets really cold I was just really going to say, tell here. everybody <laughs> where you live, and that could be, you have a lot of storms, a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
you have a lot yeah, of we have a, weather. Well, we have snow on the ground right now, even though it's melting. But, yeah, I mean, like a couple of days ago, I slipped on the ice and you know, banged up my knee pretty bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay now. And, and then um, earlier, I'd say a couple of months ago, I ended up with double vision for no reason. Really? And, I, uh, I've heard you know, some people get that, and that's – did it go yeah, away? I, I got it. The doctor said it could go away on its own, and it did. So, I mean, that was like something extra on top of everything else that I didn't want to deal yeah. with. So, I mean, the way the way that I cope is I like watching BritBox with my husband, and we're hooked on Father Brown. So, I mean, I'm I'm into a lot of escapist kind of stuff right now, even yeah. though it's hard, it's still escapist. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so for you, this has not been a good time. It you know. it started out bad, but it it got better. You know, now yeah. now I'm fine. Yeah, and I think you know, Kristen, what about you? The first part of the pandemic actually was not too bad for me. Um, there were people that were really close to um, my late aunt who started a group text message. There were a lot of people who normally, you know, you talk to a little bit on Facebook who we started messaging regularly and talking regularly. So I, in the beginning, had a lot more social action than usual online because people were reaching out. So at the very beginning, I didn't feel isolated, and then um, a lot of the writing conferences and stuff went online, which meant that instead of picking your classes, you could go to everything. So actually, instead of traveling to, you know, a place that you might not, you know, want to pay the money to go there or deal with the travel and stuff, it was actually a little bit easier. But then, of course, everything that went on with um, more people passing away, that's when things started to hit when more people I knew from, like, writing groups, friends, um, family, my sister lost a lot of friends, it started hitting me and it was almost like there was too much to even deal with. And then when, um, at the very beginning, there was a little bit more unity, especially where I am, there was a little bit more unity. And when that started to break, pretty much more in 2021, when people were more divided, that's when it became very difficult for me. And there was just much more pressure. There was a lot more anger around people. Um, and I was hearing from people around me, too, like um, the person I mentioned, that Lena, she mentioned, too, about audiobooks. There were a lot of people who were saying that normally their escape was reading, and they just didn't have the concentration to read anymore. Yeah. Um, and so people were looking for different things. But, yeah, the first part of the pandemic, I actually handled surprisingly well. And in fact, I was even writing, and, you know, I was handling that. But it was that next year. And it was also, I think, the fact that people were not getting along. People were arguing about how to handle things and stuff. And so yeah. um, that's when, you know, you start turning to different things. And we ended up doing um, a couple art sessions on Zoom, which was a lot of fun. There were a couple of us. Um, my friend Lena started it. And then there was Susan, Shelley, and Jennifer. And, I, and we would do different art projects. Everybody was working on something different, you know, painting, sketching, whatever. I was doing some scrapbooking stuff, and we were just online together. And honestly, it felt like we were, in, you know, in the same area and stuff like that. I didn't feel, I didn't feel that screen. I felt that connection. So I hadn't really had a problem with um, some of that because I know there are people who are complaining they want to go maybe to, you know, church or wherever in person and yeah. stuff. And um, I really, I, I felt safer being at home doing it this way so I didn't have that I felt less anxiety because I knew I was safe if that makes sense yeah I I think right and I do think you know uh 
it, it wasn't just about masks or immunizations. It was about the whole total feeling for people, even after having immunizations and then, you know, uh, realizing that they could still get a breakthrough case, then I think people then really, I think that's when a lot of depression hit in because you relatively, you wore, you wore your mask, you got your vaccines, and then you would go out and realize even if you had all this, you weren't going to be covered for Omicron. So, and I think that's when a lot of people realized this is really not, I mean, they were, they didn't go, people didn't want to go anywhere because they were scared. Except yeah, the people and then that there were was traveling. A yeah, and there's a lot of people traveling. I have a lot of friends that were traveling. And I think now that it's better, I mean, because I don't, you know, I realize that because people were traveling, that's one of the reasons it got so bad, because everybody was traveling yeah. over the holidays. And they, they yeah, just didn't exactly. care. I, I don't even know what was going on in the in the airports, but I, I don't like to fly anyway. People know that. I've mentioned it over and over again. So I'm not running to be on a plane. But... People were traveling. I mean, Elizabeth, do you have friends that were traveling? I know I knew, I do. Uh, I don't know if I had any friends that are traveling, but I, I did notice that uh, it seems to be like every three months there would be an uptick in cases. So yeah. I yeah. remember when, uh, when DeSantis was bragging about Florida, and I'm like, we're not long after that. Florida yeah. and all, you know, most of the other states saw a really high uptick in cases of Omicron. And yeah. uh so, you know, I mean, I, I know people are, are traveling, but you know, I personally don't know any of them. Yeah. Um, actually, because I think most of my friends are saying they don't want to travel. I mean, the, one of my girlfriends, she doesn't want to get together yet because she has uh, health issues. And yeah. she's she's really too afraid to, to go out anywhere. So See, you know, when you have health issues, that's the other thing. Email. See, the, the health issues, that's another thing, because I know some people that have gotten the fourth vaccine, if they're, you know, undergoing chemo, you know, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it's necessary. But I think that, you know, many people have said that they are, during chemo and getting better, they refuse to let COVID kill them after what they've gone through. Yeah. And that's really what they felt. You know, they're going through all of this, to let COVID kill them, so they were are very hesitant to go out and do anything. And bad enough, they already have, you know, they've been isolated and not well. So, I mean, I do think that they're coming out of this now a little because people are going out a little more. But I'm sure that the people that are yeah. undergoing chemo, the they still have to. Yeah, they still right, and they mm-hmm. need to still wear masks. And you know, I do know, I do not understand. I mean, I've worked for for doctors. You know, I've mentioned this also on the show. You know, twenty some years I was in you know hospitals, pediatric. I worked in in labs, and this when this whole thing was happening, it's almost unreal. You can't, you know. And even when we look back, when and I look back and think of. The two years we were in, after the first week, we all thought we couldn't survive it. But we did. Mm-hmm. Because the first week it was yeah. so dark. And I mean, are we going to stay home? Are we going to go out? What are we going to do? And I think at the beginning, it was so hard for everybody. And then nobody thought that we could. And then after a while, everybody was staying in. And we just did it. So the human spirit. Mm-hmm keeps going strong whether we think so or not because we're all still here fighting to stay you know to have a life Mm -hmm. yeah 
And there were a lot of people that did come together, too, you know, staying home. There were a lot more interactions on social media. Like I said, group texts, there were a lot of people in those. And I think one of the things that helped is, you know, normally there's so many different things you can be watching that nobody's watching the same thing. But because we were all at home on our couches, we started watching. You know, everyone was hearing about the same things. And so that kind of created a little bit more of a community that way. Yeah, well, that's why I started having those shows about Handmaid's Tale and, you know, different shows about Hollywood because I thought people just don't want to keep talking about their books all the time on the show and they because everybody was watching TV and still is. There are so many things Mm -hmm. on TV you could continue to watch the rest of your life and never get bored. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things on. I think there's even more oh, now than there was at the beginning. They keep putting movies and series and movies, you know, which has helped. I think it really helped people a lot. Yeah, it gives you yeah. something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something I mean, positive. There's something to look forward to. I mean, when, Mrs., when yeah. the marvelous Mrs. Basil came back on, yeah. I was just jumping for joy because I love that show. And yeah. I'm hooked on it. My husband even, you know, he was he was like playing a game and half watching it. And he's saying, I'm not going to pay attention to this. I am not right. going to watch yeah. this. All right. Now that you mentioned this, is Mabel, I, I need to ask a question about that. Now, I I got so confused. With, it was season four. So I think what they did is they they haven't put all of them out yet. Is that what happened, or were there only four or six or something, six or something like oh, that? Oh, you, you mean episodes? Yes. Uh, I think I think it drops once a week, Mrs. Maisel. It doesn't drop all at one time because there are only four okay. episodes right now. I'm not sure exactly okay. when. Oh, so maybe what that's what I saw. Right? I'm not <laughs> sure if I saw oh, all of it or not. Because <laughs> then I'm going on and I'm thinking, well, did I just see that? Because her show's kind of like pretty similar in the things that they do. So you could miss an episode and go back on it again, you know, um, and then you could understand it if you go back on it. It's not not something like Outlander or one of those shows where you have to watch because you don't know what's going to happen next, you know. Oh, yeah. But on that show, yeah, and see people, you know, and Ozark was out and all these things were dark, but people were still watching it because it actually kept people uh, from thinking about staying in the house. I mean, I don't even know how mm-hmm. we did, you know, looking back, I don't even know how we all did this, but we did, you know, and, yeah. but now people coming out of it, because you see online a lot from, you know, we all have different friends probably on Facebook, who some people are still doing very bad, they're not doing well at all, and so that's why, you know, a show like this, if they need to have help, they should get it, you know, and they shouldn't be afraid mm-hmm. To have help because they're not a lot. You know how many? This is so many people are asking for help. Yeah. You know, and they shouldn't be afraid to ask for help because it's out there. And actually, that's why I was shocked about Facebook sending me that because they have a whole you know section though about medications and therapy and psychotherapy and just so those are things that can help people. So if if people are listening now and just tuned in. Get some help if you need some, if you're feeling depressed, because it's out there. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, and I, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, listen, this has been tough for everybody. I mean, you know, we're sitting here talking about it, but then when you think about all the things that have happened in the past, you know, people, like, you know, you said, Kristen, people were dying that people knew. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like somebody 
in another city, in another state, you know. Yeah. And I think it it really took its toll on people. So the one thing I'm hoping that people get out of this, which I don't know that's happening, they should be nice to each other because even in the grocery store, I mean, people are very intense and they're – uh, this is like a whole different thing. You know, you can't, like, well, now the masks are off. But before that, two a few weeks ago, I was in the grocery store, and all I was is just putting my items, you know, so they could ring it up. And I guess one of the items I had was on hers, the person in front of me. Well, she nearly, she really got upset. And so you can't, can't really say much because otherwise, you know, who knows? But she was so upset over one item, and they were fixing it. You know, the checkout person was fixing it, but mm-hmm. she got, like, irate. And wow. I, I didn't yeah. know. I mean, I looked wow. at her. I go, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that it went there. But she didn't care. And she was going on and on. And I couldn't even hear stuff she was saying because our masks were on. But I knew that the checkout guy, he was getting nervous because you don't know what someone's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she wasn't. We've seen I mean, worse of people during this time. Sometimes, yes, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, it was just one item, you know, and so. But I, I'm, and I was in another time. Somebody smashed right into me, and they didn't even care. They just smashed. They were just yeah. not paying attention. So I think this is one of the other things that has happened. People are just they're into their own, you know. World and sometimes they're not even paying attention that somebody's behind you or next to you. They could, you know, it, this is yeah. what's happened now. The awareness because you're not really talking to people as much as you did in the stores, you know, before. And yeah. grocery shopping was where sometimes you would you'd be in line so people would be talking. Now nobody says anything; they just stand there, and yeah. you know, you kind well, of feel uncomfortable. You made a good point when you mentioned, too, about the self-care being more than bubble baths. I um, yeah. started doing more journaling. At the very beginning of the pandemic, my friend Barbara, um, we were talking about that, and I said I'd started writing a little bit more in a journal, and she sent me um, a really beautiful journal. Oh, and that's nice. one of the things that has continued for me. Um, and I worked with, um, I was a beta tester for one of the life coaches that we're going to have on in a couple of weeks, Karen Ohm. And she was talking about like doing like brain dumps or um, as she referred to as Gabrielle Bernstein says, rage on the page where you just yeah. take all that emotion that you're feeling, whether it's depression, anger, um, hopelessness, and you just write a stream of consciousness, just get it all off your mind. And that's one thing that's really helped. And I'm glad that Karen suggested that. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot with journaling to kind of go a little bit deeper. And another thing that I did, because journaling has really been a lifeline for me, but like I mentioned, a lot of people had passed away, not just from COVID, there were other issues that yeah. were going on during this time, but I ended up joining a grief support group. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily anything I thought that I would be spending my weeks doing. But well, you had, a few, a lot of, you had a few people very close to you, you know, that's, you know, and yeah. at a time like this now, that that could really upset somebody. And so you're, you know, people, losing people, you know, at this time was very difficult for people. So you're not alone yeah. that way, by, you know, and that's why it's good that you had a support group. And that's the other thing. People can have support groups, and I, I'm sure they probably have that 
online also where people can talk to each other. You know, that helps. Yeah. Not knowing mm-hmm. you're not alone. It really, it really does. And, it, you know, I had done one years ago, and it's so different now. There's so many more people and so many uh, people who are like, you know, I can't believe, you know, I've had this person, you know, my, my grandparents, they got COVID, they were okay, but I lost both my parents, but I still have my grandparents. And, you know, yeah. why is it hitting this? And why is it hitting my healthy, you know, brother or cousin or whoever, but yet not this other person. And so there's, there's anger underneath that grief going on too. And then when you see people, like, like I said, in one of your previous shows, there are some people that have lost so much, whether it be jobs, finances, family. I yes. mean, I know people who've yeah. lost parents, you know, yep. there's tons yeah. and tons of family members and friends. And there are some people that have been mildly inconvenienced, and yet their voice is the loudest, you know, mm-hmm. because they couldn't go someplace or they had to, you know, wear a mask or something. And just like I mentioned before, you know, we are all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. Some of us are really going through it. And other people, yep. you know, I feel even though I have had quite a few people I knew past, I don't feel I've had as much loss as some other people who I've seen just had their whole family turned upside down. And sometimes going through that too, you can feel like, I don't, it's not really survivor's guilt, but you can almost feel a guilt like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, watching this person go through this and there's nothing I can do to help. And it's a really helpful there feeling. There is a lot of tragedy. Watch- there, there really is a lot of tragedy. And, you know, you do see it more and more on Facebook of people that you know. You know, people are always asking for prayers. And there's a lot, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed that within the two years. Haven't you seen that? Oh, my God. It's just like yeah. it's frightening when you and, see all of that. because And these are people you have seen over the years on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of them have never put anything like this out. Ever. Yeah, in fact, I actually like stopped to. posting. Yeah, I actually stopped posting about the people passing and stuff because it was just triggering to people. And somebody yeah. mentioned that she always she always would go to my page because she said, "Oh, you always post as bad as things get. You always post funny things. You always have funny statuses." And so yeah. I thought, you know, if people do come to that page, because I've heard people say that before, I go, I look to see, you know, if you have something funny. So I did dial back from that a little bit because I thought, you know, we're all seeing obituary, we're all seeing that, you know, maybe I can pull back. And if somebody said, hey, you know, can you put out a prayer request, I was more than happy to do that. But oh, yeah. I started dialing back from it because it was getting to be too much. It I know. Really it, does, it, it does get too much because, you know, honestly, it, it really does because you're just praying for people and, and it's you see all the tragedy out there. And then, like you said, though, if you were putting out, um, you know, little quips about happiness, that's a good thing because I think people, they may not respond to it, but they're looking at it. You know, because yeah. they're scrolling, so they might not respond, you know, with a like or whatever, but they're looking at it. So I think that's they're, they're very positive. Yeah. yeah, very positive I mean, to do. Well, I mean, with yeah, my page, you know, I don't do it. I don't put on any politics, and I don't post anything at yeah. all about COVID. And I mean, yeah, I, don't put much, I, yeah, I don't put much about that either. To do no. with, you know, with my writing and, and the horror zine. And um, yeah. I, I like to keep it. I mean, I did this before before COVID. And I kept doing it afterwards, but uh, yeah, I've seen all the, you know, all the need prayers and yeah, I know. you know, people getting sick and you know, people dying from it. And I mean, my family, my you know, well, I'm, I'm fortunate 
my son and my husband and I have not come down with it, but uh, my my father, my sister, my niece when she was pregnant, and their two kids, and uh, yeah. my brother-in-law came down with Delta twice. My sister caught it twice. Wow. wow. And she's vaccinated. Yeah. Well, See, that's, that's what I said. That's the scary part. Right. But, you know, she got better with it. But that's still, it's scary. You know, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we when we especially when we all thought we were okay, then all of a sudden we weren't okay. So I think yeah, that, you know, well. that was, you know, um, really traumatic for everybody because just when you're starting to feel like it's okay, then you find out. Because, like, at the beginning, they would say, oh, did they get vaccinated? And they went like, yeah. And they went, oh, my God, because we had thought originally that, nothing, you know, we would be all fine, but that's not the case. But the good news is if you are vaccinated, you will not get a severe case. So mm-hmm. that, they, that they've proven. So, you know, like I, as I said before, when I worked in pediatrics, we gave shots, we gave vaccines to all kids. They, got, they had to have every vaccine, and that was just mandatory, and parents never said anything about it. I think one of the things that people are not paying attention to, that they don't realize how measles, mumps, chicken pox, those were very severe for a lot of people. So, And now that the kids don't get those diseases is positive. It's great because people that before the measles vaccine and before polio and all those other things that the vaccines cover now, that they they were dying and they were very sick. And so I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things they should have probably shown more because I think people take it for granted that they're not getting, you know, the polio because they get the polio vaccines, because they get the measles, mumps, rubella, chickenpox vaccines, you know, they're not seeing it, which is wonderful, but they forget what trauma that caused families. You know, polio was very severe. People were dying, and there's a lot of people that had polio that had a lot of symptoms after that. So I think that's one of the things, because vaccines work so well, they were wanting people to have vaccines so they don't have side effects mm-hmm. later on. Well, speaking of polio, I'm looking at an article right now. Apparently, uh, an Israeli child has been diagnosed with polio as the first case since 1988. And apparently polio is making a comeback in Ukraine because the war is halting the uh, the vaccine campaigns. Yeah. So that's terrible. That's bad. Yeah, because polio is absolutely horrifying. You know, for and many people years and years ago had it. And because of the good vaccines that they have, that this is why we don't see it. So it's sad to see if there's a case. So hopefully this will not continue. A friend of mine in high school had polio. And uh, she walked with a very pronounced limp. But it, yeah. it was that, that was my real, really only exposure to polio. And but, it really But you remember me. it. But see, you remember it. Oh, I remember it all right. Right, exactly. You know, just as people will remember what COVID was, you know, because... Like I said at the beginning, people, we thought like, oh, COVID, you know, maybe it'll be gone in a few weeks, but it wasn't gone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's the thing. Now we will remember it, and it will be in books, and it will be in history. You know, it won't be just one of those things. You know, I had a few shows talking about uh, the 
you know, the pandemic of 1918, that, like, my grandmother, she never, she was in that time range, and she never, you know, she had already been here in America from Kiev, and, you know, so I, she never mentioned that. She mentioned pogroms, and I had several guests, we talked about that, they were, that did not know about the pandemic, you know, and now this is something that's definitely going to be long-lasting written in medical journals and it'll be in books and movies and it will be something that people will remember it's not just one of those fly-by-night things that happened here Mm -hmm. because this has been traumatic you know like elizabeth in your writing do you think you've changed Mm -hmm. at all how you feel about things or um, I don't when you think write? my writing has changed much except the kind of stuff that I write. Um, I mean, I, I don't write romance and erotica anymore. I've been concentrating mainly on the horror, but um, I haven't been able – I want to write a novel. I just right now don't have it in me, so I'm concentrating on flash fiction and short stories, well, which, that's which are ironic because they're harder to write. <laughs> they are. You know, they are. I, I'd get lost if I write a novel, and I haven't thought of a of – a, plot line or characters yet right. even though i would love to write one but um yeah i've been writing short stories and uh, trying my hand at flash fiction but well, maybe I mean, take I one have, of your flash fiction or take one of your how about the short story taking one of the short stories and elaborating yeah i'm thinking well there's one in particular i'm thinking of turning into a novel yeah and I've always make a novella make a novella oh a novella so would be good yeah yeah yeah, and then, you know, novellas are good. People like novellas because, you know, sometimes they don't feel like a long book. Mm-hmm. So, like, all last you know, year, I couldn't write. I couldn't write anything last, you know, last year, yeah. 20, you know, like 2020, 20, you know, 2020. And, uh, yeah, I just stopped writing. I'm like, I'm not going to force myself. So I just uh, pretty much got that's into probably a lot of smart. That's smart. Talk. That was smart because, yeah. you know, uh, I had a lot of guests on talking about that. Some could, and some some were just writing up a storm, and some not at mm-hmm. all. You know, but you, I think the only thing that people had to do was take care of themselves. You know, like Kristen yeah. was saying, you know, to take care of yourself. If it wasn't for you meant to write at that time, then watch TV, then that was how people were coping. Mm-hmm. And if those that were, you know, could cope by writing, because a lot of people were writing more than ever. You know, and then a lot of people were also saying, oh, they always thought if they had time, they'd write. And then they didn't because they couldn't. You know, so that's yeah. one of the other things. You know, Kristen, you were writing during the time. You've been yeah, still writing. and I remember, yeah, I, there have been periods where, you know, something will have happened or you're dealing with something. But um, I think it showed, too, the difference, like, for people working at home, you know, the self-discipline. Um, really became a thing too because I had people who were saying like, "How do you work at home? How do you, you know, keep from just sitting on the couch and eating snacks all day?" And yeah. I remember somebody saying to me like, um, "How have you not put on weight working at home?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Well, don't you pretty much snack all day?" And I was like, "Well, no, I'd get nothing done if I just snacked all day." I'm like, <laughs> well, a lot of people laughing. I'm like, yeah. "What do you?" Yeah. I was like, what do you think I do all day for all these years? I just sit home and, you know, pop cupcakes in my mouth as I'm watching TV. And she says, yeah, that's what she honestly thought people who worked at home did. And I said, well, yeah. So the next day she messaged me and she said, you know, like, how are you doing? And I said, well, I said, you know, I was popping chocolates in my mouth and I almost hit myself in the eye. But other than that, you know, 
But yeah, I don't, I don't think people realize that working from home meant. And for a short period of time, my husband was working from home, but he made a little um, desk area in the basement and stuff. And um, I kept joking. I kept saying I was going to have to go to human resources because it just wasn't working out. Cause right, right, right. Right. We'd smell like coffee, and, you know, and, you know, plus he had to get up really early in the morning, and I did not and stuff. And so I'd go down there and say, yeah, I, I'm putting in a call about my, my new coworker to you know, HR and everything. Right. And it is, yeah, we got to deal with some stuff. Or he would, you know, order um, takeout or delivery or something, or he'd go pick up some takeout and stuff because they were trying to support the local restaurants and stuff. But yeah. he would get something that would be really strong. Smell. I could smell it through the vent, and I'd right, say, you know, right. like, mm. That's you got to talk about that. I know, Elizabeth. What were you going to? I think Elizabeth, you were going to say something. What were you? Oh no, no, it's okay. Okay, all right. I don't remember but, what know, I was going to say. Anymore. All right. Okay. Just, you know, listen. Okay. Listen. This is the one thing that people should really think about. I know a lot of people are upset about a lot of things, but I think if your family and you or people close to you have survived this, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because it it matters that if we're still here after all we've gone through, this is good. So that's one path to think about is that that you're still here and your family is there. And the, for and for the people yeah. that have lost people, we have to have empathy and understand that their life is going to be different and they are going to not have the same opinions as we do right now because they've lost there's people like you said that have lost families. I mean not just mm-hmm. one or two people, they've lost their family. Yeah. You know, if they were yeah. at a, a if they were at a funeral, if they were at um you know, a, a Thanksgiving or something, they all got it. You know, um, yeah. that was the scary part about not having holidays because if you went, nobody wanted to be the one to give the other person COVID. Yeah, very true. So then, and for yeah, medical so they, people, they, losing yeah, so yeah. many patients. Yeah. You know, that was so very that, hard for well, people. What, uh, speaking of, I just remember what I was talking about, what okay. I was going to say. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I, I know people, you're talking about working from home, and me, I know people that had been working from home because of COVID, and now the companies are starting to open up again. They don't want to go in. They were I know that. productive at home. They yes. didn't have anybody breathing over their shoulders. They got yeah. more work yeah. done, and yeah. it was better for their mental health. Cut down on commuting. You didn't have to worry. I mean, it's easier now to work from home because the gas prices are so high. Oh, that, right. you know, any any extra money that you earn is going to go right into your car or, or SUV. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and also, don't think that. I mean, a lot of people are saying, "When are we going to go back to the way things were?" I don't think we ever are. I don't think so either. I think yeah. there's, I there's going yeah. to be a new normal. And um, I, I'm I'm wondering if uh, COVID is going to be like the flu, where you have to get a shot every year. Because well, it just right. They don't so, know yet. See, that's what they're going to try to figure those things yet. out. Because yeah. the thing about flu shots, you know, um, we gave them in the offices I worked at, but very not that many people took them. The doctors didn't even take them when we were working, you know. Uh, but this is quite different. That's the thing. We don't know. If it's just a little flu that people would get or if they would get something like really like they how bad COVID was with all the mm-hmm. side effects, that's going to be different, you know, uh, depending on what strain and if they can – know what strain is coming. I mean, this just came upon us. 
and then Omicron, you know. So I think what, that's one of the things people were wanting people to get vaccinated for, for the reason is to stop spreading it. That's the mm-hmm. thing, so we can try to get rid of it like they did with smallpox, because people used to get smallpox vaccines, but then once it was eradicated, they didn't give smallpox vaccines, because smallpox vaccines gave people tremendously um, they gave such a bad reaction to a lot of people, smallpox. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it was a live vaccine, so it wasn't, you know, they had a lot of reactions. So when it got eradicated, it was really great. Kids got them as babies, and then you had to get them a certain amount of years after that. But I think, so if we can eradicate things, which I don't think this will happen with this because we don't, we're not having, you know, people get the vaccines. So I think, you know, there are a lot of issues that we as Americans still have to face here, you know, and so yeah, we'll I have think, to see how this goes. I think we have, uh, you know, you're going to have people for years and years who are dealing with the, you know, the COVID long haul symptoms. You're also having people yeah. that have, you know, uh, side effects from the vaccines that are dealing with it. And then you have chronically ill people who it doesn't yeah. matter if, you know, it gets better. It's always going to be a tremendous risk and very isolating for them because yeah. everyone, you know, is going back to their new normal and you don't have that option because it's still going to be a giant risk for you. So, you know, we have things in our society that we didn't have before where, yeah, of course, there's always some people who've had chronic illnesses, but the risk and the threat was never quite as high as it is now. And we didn't have all these people with the COVID long haul. And like I said, you know, people who have COVID long haul from, you know, vaccines too. So we have like things we never, we never encountered before, you know, right. and I was and reading that, That's why people have to be a little patient with what they hear yeah. and how they feel about mm-hmm. things because they don't know enough yet. They're trying. This is something different. So it does take time. Yeah. And we are very lucky that we had the vaccine so more people didn't die. I mean, and, they did you know, it at record fast mm-hmm. paces, you know. And, and people, so are not I, sharing, I, people aren't sharing everything, too, that they're going to. Like, I think people think that you put everything online, and they're not. And you don't know what, you know, people are dealing with. Like, there's a, a writer friend of mine. She was one of the first people, anyway, at COVID. And one day she just, you know, put online all the side effects that she was still having a year and a half later. And yeah. everyone was in shock because she hadn't shared that. And we couldn't believe, like, oh, my gosh, like, how life-changing, you know, having one little bout of COVID. You just you don't think about stuff. I mean, you know, you, sometimes mm-hmm. you go through, a, you know, a bad flu and you're never quite the same. Or, you know, I've known people who've had bronchitis and they said, you know, you never completely come back to, you know, your regular energy level. But this is something completely different. Well, that's, this is like, completely that's like with an similar. autoimmune disease. Autoimmune disease can, you know, um, you can get one autoimmune disease. You can get several auto. There's, there's, literally, there's so many. I mean, autoimmune diseases. So, and people do suffer a lot. Nobody seems to. We don't realize that until we start talking about these things. And that's why now, you know, and if you, you know, it's good to talk to your doctor about this. You know, not to just read about it, to talk to a doctor, you know, or listen to your friends or listen to, you know, Mm -hmm. you really, you know, I've never been in favor of everybody talking about something and then deciding themselves among themselves rather than than ask a doctor. I mean, because truly... You know, and if you don't like your doctor or don't feel comfortable, get another doctor. There's mm-hmm. thousands of doctors out there. But when you have a problem, 
you should be able to go to your doctor. And it's been very difficult because at the beginning, the you know, there were not that many visits because you couldn't and you were having visits online, mm-hmm. you know, but that was the best they could do. And right now the doctor's mm-hmm. office is still, you have to wear a mask and, you know, you can't go, as, you know, have one person in the room with you and things like that. And I do think the other thing is if people are thinking that they're not feeling well, with different symptoms, they should go for a checkup and they should have their mammograms and everything that they would normally have because that could be bad. If people do not, you know, if they're putting off going to a doctor because they're afraid to go to the doctor because of COVID, it could, they need to have their checkups. They need to make sure they're okay because you don't, you know, two years is a long time if you've had, if you have some sort of, illness and not seeing a doctor or if you don't feel well you really should go see somebody you know or if because you have something to catch it early so it can be treated rather yeah. than you know not going to the doctor because you're you're afraid of, uh, of and a COVID. lot of people are that's what i hear a lot oh, of people yeah. are, are very afraid so i think that's one oh, of yeah, the things when i had to go i was when I had to go, I was a nervous wreck sitting in there. You know, they had signs, you know, like don't sit too close to people. And you'd see people sit right on the sign. And I'm looking in the waiting room. And I'm thinking, you just sat on the don't sit here sign. Yeah. But yeah. You know, I, yeah, well. yeah, I think they haven't quite figured that out real well. You know, um, no. <laughs> I, I um, yeah. went to the doctor for a checkup. And so I, um, you know, they fill out, you have to keep, they keep calling you, you fill out the forms, you're, they're asking you questions. Okay, so apparently, which is not a shock to me, that I filled out my form wrong, <laughs> and uh, I must have added, you know, they kept, they keep calling and asking, and you keep saying, no, I don't have symptoms, no this and that. And then so when I'm sitting in the waiting room, then they said, well, it's going to be like 45 minutes. I go, okay. I said, can I go somewhere? They go, well, just stay around. I go, fine, I'll be in the car. So then I come out of the car and I'm sitting in the waiting room and then they call me and they go you're flagged I go what do you mean I'm flagged I mean I've been sitting here they go you're flagged because your form said something about COVID I go no I don't have COVID and I didn't I wasn't with anybody that had COVID so then finally they said okay fine go in you know it was a mistake so um, then you know after that I'm thinking well why didn't they flag it before because you fill all these forms out online and i'm Mm -hmm. thinking like here i am sitting in the doctor's office in the waiting room and if they won't let me in because i filled out a form wrong they thought maybe i had covid why are they letting me sit there yes (laughs) so i think they have to work those that that out they should have found that out before you know i went in because they ask you when you go in, they take your temperature, whatever, you know, and they still, they mm-hmm. ask yeah, you yeah. questions. Yeah. Right, and they ask you questions right when you're there. So, but then if they flag, I didn't, I never knew that until they flagged me, and I go, what do you mean you're flagging me? I'm sitting here, you know, and so I thought that was kind of, they need to work on that a little, you know, to check mm-hmm. it out yeah. before they're ready to call you in that there's a possibility you had a symptom. Yeah, it's also sobering now when you go, too, because, I mean, I've run into this, you know, where they don't have answers for certain things. So much stuff is coming out every day pretty much. They're learning new things. And it's sobering when, you know, the doctor you've trusted, you've gone to for years, is like, I don't really, we don't know yet. We don't know. You know, the data is not quite there yet. And so, you know, that's kind of hard. That's kind of hard. And I think right now we need... 
we need to have compassion because everybody is going through something. They're not maybe talking about what they're mm-hmm. going through, right. which is, can be really isolating too because, you know, if you don't see a lot of people going through the same thing, you don't necessarily want to put your voice right. out there. And right. if we just have a little compassion and realize that, you know, we're all dealing with something, whether it's, you know, like from having COVID, which I haven't had yet, but um, we're all going I'm, through I'm, something. And we just feel right. a little and that's, kinder. that's the other thing. That's why I wanted to do the show, because if people are out there listening and they're, you know, because you're not alone, because a lot of people, they may not live with somebody or they're by themselves, and that's isolating in itself, but mm-hmm. to worry about all these things, because it is worrisome for everybody, you know, and the answer doctors give you is, you know, if you get COVID now, um, after being vaccinated, you won't die. I mean, no, but this is not. Really, yeah, it'll have a mild case yeah, this is really not what it you want to hear. It still won't be fun, but it'll be a mild case. Yeah, you know, and so I mean, I think that there, you know, it's just a lot of different things and emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you're talking about the isolation, I, I just remembered. Uh, I'd read that a lot. A lot of people in the last two years started buying pets. So yes. you know, more oh people adopting cats and yeah, dogs, and that's one reason that they're because I, I've run into the cat food shortage. I have two cats, and okay. um, it, it's there's a shortage. Ridiculous. Yeah, there's a cat food shortage because of wow, uh, wow. aluminum shortage. So they're having a hard time making the cans. And the other reason is um, more people are adopting pets. So there's it's, it's yeah. a supply and demand thing. More people have pets. More people need animal food. And, uh, it's like, you know, of course, I go to the grocery store, and the only thing they carry is beef. And it's like, I don't know any cat that eats beef. And really? Like, what do they eat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and know. it's I mean, very interesting, still. though, all the, the stores that are still surviving I've seen in shopping mm-hmm. centers are the pet stores. They are, they're so big. It's like a grocery store for oh, yeah. dogs. I mean, it, or cats. So they're huge, some of these stores. Pet World and all, you know. Oh, yeah, Pet Smart and Petco and. Yes, there, and they have there's so many of them. So the real, so I, I didn't know there was a shortage. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a. I know there's a cat food shortage. I'm not sure about dog food because I, I don't have a dog. But uh, yeah, the cat food shortage has been going on for over a year at least. Well, that's and another so, thing. We, we never had, had shortages of anything. Stores just to get it. Hmm? We never had but, shortages like this. So even on Tylenol, sometimes or things like that, there's shortages. Hmm? So, you know, now when I see something that I use, I go, oh, I'll take it, but just to have yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the beginning of 2020, well, I could not find paper towels to save my life. Yeah. Well, I think that's one reason people are snapping at each other is because of the shortages and, you know, you yeah. go into the store to get something and, you know, like, like a, a toilet paper. And yeah. I remember the time where uh, you could only get one one roll at a time. And oh, were, yeah. You know, they're doing, doing that sort of thing. And uh, Lysol. Then you don't expect <laughs> that. And then you get angry and then you snap at somebody yeah. else. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I think a lot of that. Some kind of stores, it, depends where you, it does depend where you live. Oh, yeah. Because some yeah. areas have their big shortage of food, big mm-hmm. and supplies. So now, though, I never used to be that way. My mother was always buying a lot of food, and she would save it and put it. And I go, like, why? You're going to end up throwing it out. You know, it's canned goods. But mm-hmm. So I then I found myself buying all this stuff during COVID, you know, and it expiring. And I'm thinking, I never don't remember anything ever expiring that I had because we either mm-hmm. ate it or we didn't, you know. <laughs> but I bought stuff I didn't even need because just in case I needed it. 
because we were having trouble getting things that we were used to. So I think, it, you know, people have changed oh, I, in some ways, and I hope for the better, but I do hope that, you know, like you're saying about work and people not wanting to go in, one of the things mm-hmm. is there probably weren't a lot of arguments at work because at home you can just, like, say, hang up or whatever, and if you're in the office, that there's a lot of problems when people get together, as we all know. You know, mm-hmm. there's well, working together doesn't always work smoothly. So at home, they don't have yeah. problems. Yeah, people, I'm they like working from home. You know, yeah. if, if they have a job that enables them to do that. I mean, you know, my my son doesn't. He's uh, he builds, uh, you know, he helps build houses and you know renovate homes and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And his job yep. is fine. He hasn't lost his job. He's doing really yep. well. That's good. And my husband works third shift at uh, he's he's uh, an engineering tech, and his job wasn't affected. So I mean, yep. that kind of thing, at least in my in my life, there hasn't yep. been that much of a change. Yeah, but, uh, but I know for a lot, lot of people, of people it has. People lost jobs. Uh, their, yeah. their relatives are dying, and you know they're in a lot worse. And then they go to the grocery I. store, and you go to the grocery store, and you go like, "What?" I mean, each week I go, mm-hmm. it's more money. And you look mm-hmm. at things. I don't, you know, you get to, to the counter, and you go, "I don't even have anything here." And look at it, you know. So, and if you've got several kids to feed and get lunches oh, yeah. for school, it's this is it's hard. The money's not so I think, spark, like, yeah. yeah, the gas so prices, I, overall, are up, prices are going up. Yeah. Overall, this you know we've survived this, and I'm hoping people, if they're listening out there, that if they don't feel well, they shouldn't be afraid to call a doctor or to talk to somebody. You know, reach out. You know, don't mm-hmm. you know don't let yourself get to a place where there's no return. That's not good. So, and I think there are a lot of people in that position right now because you know Mm -hmm. we all see it uh you know and we know people that are that way so i mean this has been hard it has not been easy so i think doctors you know friends everybody understands and or should try to like Kristen said you know have a little compassion for your fellow friend or neighbor or whatever because Throughout this, we are all in this together. It's not like it's one state that doesn't have any problems. We all had this. It wasn't, you know, just exactly. it was, and it's the world actually, and right with mm-hmm. Ukraine and all these people now being together without masks on and everything. Nobody knows how that'll be. So we hope that this, yeah. you know, doesn't spread a lot of illness to each other. You know that. We, we hope because we watch this and we hope not because we can see they're not we- a lot of people aren't wearing masks and we don't really know they're not even talking about that and that's a problem for a lot of people you know I've talked to some people you know who have relatives in the Ukraine and that's a problem COVID is still not over yeah yes you know, it's not yeah, even the news right now been, you know, yeah. the, the, the war is taking over but you know no, COVID is still know. around it's still there. Yeah. And I want to thank you both for being on the show. I hope, you know, if there's anybody out there and, you know, go, as I said, into Facebook or go online and look for some help because there is help now. There's a lot mm-hmm. of help. And I'm sure that a lot of this will probably go through communities which will help without having to pay a lot because they know people, yeah. you know, do not have the money that they had before and they want to help you. They don't want people to be depressed. They want them to begin their life again. Because this has been trauma. This is trauma that we've never gone through. 
Right, and I just want to say, too, that for people who are dealing with loss, you know, a lot of people have passed away, um, there is that griefshare.org. You know, it's a free, you can get into some kind of, you know, uh, grief support That's group. a good idea, um, yeah. That's a very good idea, yeah. Elizabeth, do you have anything else you wanted to add? Or? Um, not really. I'd just okay. say uh, hang in there and uh, it'd be nice to each other. Or try to be. I think that should be the universal thing. Yeah, yeah. Try to be. You know, because you know we don't really know what what can happen next. So we really do need each other. So I think you know, United States. We always, you know, we have issues with you know politics, but this isn't political. This is just about each other. So take it at that. You know. Yeah. All right. And thank you both very much. And um, I think I have a show on actually the 24th and the 31st with um, Dick Belsky and Vincent Zandri. One of these shows should be quite, and Fran Lewis will be on with me too. We're going to be talking about man's favorite sport, cooking during COVID and surviving how these men have cooked. (laughs) Because uh, a lot of men don't cook, and some men do. (laughs) We're going to see how that works. You know, they're great authors. We'll see how they talk about cooking, you know, and what they did during the COVID time. And uh, Fran and I are hosting the show, and um, Fran and I, neither of us, if we never cooked again, wouldn't feel bad. So that's why we're going (laughs) to see what they have to say. (laughs) All right. And if anybody has ideas of shows that they want to have, you can let me know. Kristen will do a few shows together coming up next month. So, you know, That'll be interesting. And, Elizabeth, if you can get any of your little, you know, your groups together, because we have fun with those horror shows. Oh, yes. And I see them. They're all out there. They are doing really good. They're writing up a storm. I see them out there. They are all writing. (laughs) And Horace made a resurgence over the last couple of years. Oh, my God. I think it has anything to do with COVID. Well, it might if your thoughts, if you're not too happy sometimes, you can think more of that. You know, because it does seem like uh, nothing is out of the is out of the norm now. So you have a lot to pick from what we mm-hmm. can write on. You know, I've not ever done that, but you know, um, creating your own world sometimes and that might work for authors very well. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Thank you all very much, and take care yeah, and stay well. stay well. Stay well. You Bye-bye. too. Yes. Yeah, bye bye. Bye bye. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.